So when, when you were talking uh, about specifically how you were led through, you know, trials and tribulations to business, stepped out from the church to go pursue that calling that you had. Um, I want to take a second to just see if you have any advice for people that are struggling finding their gift or struggling with figuring out how to devote to Christ without dropping the ball on their their career or their priorities or their family. Like, what was it? Uh, what was that experience like finding that? Yeah, man. I think knowing like what you're gifted at, I, I think there there does need to be a level of self-awareness to know that when you do something and you enjoy it, that, mm-hmm. that you should probably still keep doing it. Yeah. Because gifts, gifts are gifts and they might be overlooked, but they become, they become a gift to somebody else when you're good at it. Right. You know, the Bible says that he who is skilled in his work will be, will sit amongst Kings. Like if you're just good, give, cause you, you have to work on a gift, right? Like it doesn't, it's not just good at the first go. Um, you have to put it to work. You have to refine that gift. Um, but I, I, I think when it comes to like, what do I do with that? Or how do I even get to it? I think about, you know, pastor, preached on this this weekend about seek first the kingdom of God and mm-hmm. then all these things and will be added unto you, Matthew 6, 33. And I, I, I put gifts, I put business, I put success. Those are things. Yeah. Seek first the kingdom and, and then all these things will be added unto wow. you. And there's a theologian once said that if you seek things, you'll miss the kingdom mm. and you'll miss things. Yeah. If you wow. seek the kingdom, you'll get the kingdom and you'll get things. Wow. And that's what, I mean, I would say, let, I don't want to, I don't want to put like a formula or a framework around how to know how you're gifted and then use that to your advantage or whatever. It really comes down to, are you even seeking the kingdom? Right. Are you plugged in a community? Are you attending church? Are you applying what you're learning? Mm-hmm. You know, knowledge just puffs up. If all you do is go to church and learn stuff and then you move on your way and your life never changes, you don't let it mm-hmm. fall on good soil as uh, uh, Jesus would talk about and it doesn't produce a harvest, you're not, you're not, you're, you're just being a hearer of the word and not a doer of the word, then it's, it is hard. It's, it's, you're not seeking the kingdom. Right. And so, and so you are going to be missing out on things. You are going to get frustrated because, because things are going to be your God. And, and it's just very clear that that's the right order. And here's, what's cool about what pastor taught on this is seeking first. The kingdom isn't about order. Mm. It's not about God has my first, my wife has my second, right. my kids have my third. No, it's, it's more about throne. It's mm. more about foundation. Seek first. The kingdom is, it's more about it being the center of, and all, every, things. of all things. And then everything flows from that. Mm. So like loving my wife, isn't coming second from me loving God. Right? No, it's, it comes first because I, because I love God as, as the overflow, I love my wife, you know? So there's a different way to think about it. Cause it's, it's not about, it's not as much about order as it is about, um, you know, thrown, you I know, like center, centeredness. And when you say it's not about order, I think another way to say it for people to understand would be, it's not a ranking system no. of where you're prior. Cause we're taught, you know, yeah. prioritize. Dude, so much of life is backwards. And this is mm-hmm. why Jesus talks about the kingdom being upside down. Yeah. Dude, like, all we do in life is work for certificates and approval mm-hmm. and, and, uh, the next, we want to go to the next level and more means that we're in the right direction. All that stuff is backwards in the kingdom. Yes. You know, that, you know, it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. Yes. What? That makes no sense. Yep. You know, he, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. If you want to be the greatest among you, be the greatest servant, but isn't greatness up front? Yeah. No, be the greatest servant and then you will be great. Exactly. It's, 
it's just the way the kingdom works. Just this morning, I'm reading through Judges, and for anyone out there, bless you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> for anyone out there that is kind of looking for, hey, where do I start? Like, if I do want to give it a chance and say, hey, okay, God, Creator of all things, Creator of the universe, I want to give you a shot and at least try to reach out a little bit. Something that, because I read my Bible for years and years, and it kind of didn't find it. I started listening to this man named Bill Creasy, Dr. Bill Creasy. Um, one of my teammates with the A's, TJ Walls, shout out to TJ, uh, recommended this Bible study to me. It's on Audible. Basically, it's, he's a UCLA That's professor. Dope. It's so sick. Great. UCLA professor. And, um, you know, my specific uh, struggle with Christianity younger was, when I was younger, was that passive attitude. In, in the sports world, you can't be weak. And so yeah. I saw Christianity and the passive way that it was displayed as, as weak at times. Yeah. This Bill Creasy guy, he was a Marine. He's a scuba diving <laughs> instructor, archaeologist. He's like the Indiana Jones of theology. And he's a UCLA professor that takes his class through a seven-year course. They read every single line of the Bible, and he talks about each line, line for line, through the whole Bible, through seven years. Wow. And the, then he takes his, um, his class over to the Holy Land twice a year to like re retract the footsteps of the stories they've been going over. And this is a long-winded recommendation, but I can't recommend it enough because it adds context and social uh, awareness and and it connects the stories from the Bible to us so currently. Good. And he's not adding his own spin on it or anything. He's a believer and he's pretty tried and true to the gospel. But man, it, it has opened up the Bible for me in a way that I had never experienced. So this morning I'm going through Judges and there's a story about a guy named Jephath. I think it was Gideon's son. And when Gideon died, they had a battle with the Ammonites, um, which I think are the Philistines. And basically, Jephath overcame um, the Ammonites and was honored. And he has this whole, like, you know, four chapters and judges about him. He was one of the judges of Israel. Um, and I didn't know this before I started Judges, but the book of Judges is going through the leaders of Israel um, after they claimed the Holy Land. So there was a long line of Jephath and these other ones, uh, Elon. And what you said just now about, you know, your recognition and success and how success is displayed in our society. There was like seven or eight judges that had just one little paragraph in the Bible about them. And the note in, in the Bible study was, and this is what Bill Creasy spoke to too, was that, you know, it's not about being, it's not about making the headlines, like our purpose and what we do. And I think a lot of people out there, especially in this new age of social media, they'll rank their success on their headlines. How are, how am I performing? How many people are watching my video? Uh, and you see these judges like Jephath didn't do a great job. He got a lot of press because there was a lot of tumultuous times. Mm -hmm. The folks who did a great job and there wasn't much turmoil in their reign didn't get more than a sentence in the scripture. And then I wanted to lead this into Samson because Samson was one of the judges, the most famous. And going back to that passive caricature that I keep referencing of Christianity, Samson was a absolute warrior, like the strength of a thousand men. He killed a 
a thousand people with a jawbone of a donkey. <laughs> like he's he's kind of a, a maniac too. And for anyone out there that is cynical and that is dealing with their past or like, oh, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. I just have it on my heart to remind everyone that all of the apostles failed in one way or another. Like we all fail. Samson was a murderous maniac at times and God still used him um, in an in a important way. He did suffer. And I think that's the key is like, we're the ones that suffer, not, not God. I mean, right. he will suffer probably watching us suffer, but at the end of the day, obedience is something that I struggled with for a long, long time. Like, okay, well, we can just kind of not be obedient and skate through. And I want to tie this back into judges and to all the apostles and what I'm getting at. But I think the core of all of this is that when we let suffering derail us from obedience or when we tie obedience to this rule set or this ranking system, like you just mentioned, mm -hmm. we're missing that actual connection. And that's what the Holy Spirit showed me. That was like, oh, dude, you haven't had a connection at all. You've been reading your Bible and praying for people, but you haven't been living it and you haven't had a connection with the truth because once you do have that connection, then it's like, oh, wow, I'm not going to be obedient because I think it's the rules. I'm feeling this. Yeah. Like it's real. I don't have to suffer through obedience. Like it's something that I enjoy. 